Hey everybody, I'm David Cook, and with me is my co-host, the always smiley Jody Curtis, and this is the Salted Caramel Podcast, where we get to share our parishioners' faith stories, except this episode, whose faith story are we sharing, Jody's? Father Dan Gartland is with us today, David, and I'm super excited. Thanks for joining us, Father Dan. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, how are you doing? I think I'm okay. Are you a little nervous? Not really? Not really. Okay. You know, when I get paid, I don't have to be nervous. <laughs> if you expect perfection, go uh, elsewhere. I, I, my my in-laws and I keep joking about that peaches homily you said at Daily Mass the other day. <laughs> we think that's hilarious. It's the truth. Yeah. The price of the peaches are going up because of the frost. Is that what you Uh, meant? I love peaches, but I don't care what it costs because the parish pays for our food. (laughs) That's what we keep going. So I will have plenty of peaches. Yep. And your father-in-law actually said to me, I'm going to get you some peaches. (laughs) So it's all good. Well, good. Well, let's uh, dive right in. Do you tell us your faith life like before Christ or as a child? You know what? I never had a faith life before Christ. It's always been in Christ because I was a premature baby, and um, they took me early, and I was baptized very young. So I've always belonged to Christ, and um, I grew up in a Catholic home. I grew up in Marion, Indiana. Um, My family's been there for 127 years this year. Um, We have um, gone to St. Paul's Church ever since we were there. I went to St. Paul's and Bishop Bennett High School. Did not graduate from Bennett Bishop High School. Graduated from Marion High School. Uh, I'm uh, just glad to hear you graduated. <laughs> wow. I know, wow. right? Wow. The bar set low. He said I didn't graduate from there, and I was getting a little nervous. <laughs> I, um, I did graduate. And um, I've graduated lots of times, actually, now. <laughs> but I will, I'll tell you, I, I grew up in a typical home in the 50s and 60s. Um, we all went to the same church. We all went to the same um, school. Um, my home parish, St. Paul's, ran first grade through the 12th grade. We were the last parish in the state of Indiana to give up their high school. Oh. Really? <clears throat> wow. And so um, long tradition there. And um, we had over a thousand kids in the school from first grade through high school, Jeez. and so it was it was a great place. And um, we were taught by the Sisters of Saint Joseph from Tipton, and they were wonderful educators and good mm-hmm. people. Um, and our parish had five priests um, at it. Wow! So we had fourteen nuns and five priests. Today they have no sisters and one priest. Wow. So things have definitely changed. Actually, they now also have a a priest from Nigeria who just came in to help um, because that's where Father um, Phil is. Gotcha. um, And you said that was 50s, 60s? That was the 50s and the 60s. um, And I had a very normal growing up for for a Catholic child. most A lot of our neighborhood was Catholic. Most of it was Christian if they weren't Catholic. We did have two Jewish families in our neighborhood. Um, but it was a pretty tight-knit neighborhood. And that's just the way it was. Um, I think we lived a very ordinary life. I remember when I was in the fifth grade, <clears throat> one time, I said to my father, we were at Mass, and I said, I need to go to the bathroom. And the basement had the restroom. Mm-hmm. So I went down to the basement. I used the restrooms. And then I must confess, I did not come back right away. <laughs> and I kind of explored a little in the basement like a little boy would do. Uh-huh. And I was finding all this neat stuff. And then I came up and my dad, mass was over. And my dad oh. said, we are staying for the next mass. Oh. oh. And I said, what he up. said, your mother is taking everybody else home and you and I are going to the next mass. You missed the consecration. 
Wow. And um, I remember thinking, that really kind of stinks, <laughs> you know. And um, <clears throat> But it told me that this is a priority of my mother and father, right. that they were raising mm-hmm. Catholic children. Yeah. And that you stayed for the entire Mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't leave. <clears throat> and so, you know, when you start having those experiences like that, you do realize that this is the primary um, importance in their life and in our life as a Catholic family. And so when you said how long you know, before Christ, it, we've always belonged to Christ in yeah. my family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, an important aspect of it. Um, my life is very typical for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from high school. I graduated from Marion High School um, <clears throat> because, and this is terrible, I wanted to play tennis and I liked music, and they didn't have a music or tennis available at Bishop Bennett. Uh-huh. So my parents let me go there for three years, and um, <clears throat> and I graduated from there. Gotcha. Do you um, still get to play tennis? Uh, you know what? I haven't played tennis in a, in a number of years. Okay. Um, I was actually pretty good. I played for the Marion High School tennis team. Nice. So there were 3,000 kids, so it was it was a good experience. Wow, yeah. Um, and Bill Bigman was our coach. He was a, a great guy and very patient. <laughs> which you need to be sometimes when you're working with kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to IU for college and didn't really know what I wanted to do or be. And, and I can remember one night a group of us were sitting around and we were talking. And they were talking about, what do you want to do? Somebody wants to be a teacher. Somebody wanted to be in business world. Somebody wanted to be in finance. Somebody wanted to be a doctor. You know? mm-hmm. And I can remember sitting there and thinking about all those things. And I thought, those are all really, really important. And that night, there was a kind of a flash that came through my mind, and the flash went something like this. Um, It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is who you are, and do you bring people to Christ? Ah, Because you can help people live longer on this earth, or you can help people to live longer eternally. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get that out of my mind. And I I stood over that for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and I called my parents, and I said, you know what, I, I think that I probably need to leave here and go to St. Myron. Oh. And my dad said, that's a seminary. <laughs> and I said, yeah, and, and I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I think mm-hmm. I should give that a shot. So I went to St. Myron with the understanding I would stay for, you know, a semester or uh-huh. a year or whatever. <laughs> right. um, and one led to another, led to another. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I graduated from St. Meinrad. I did my first year of theology at St. Meinrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Benedictines played a big role in, in my spirituality. Mm-hmm. But I um, affiliated with the monastery, and that was not for me. I was mm-hmm. not meant to be a monk. And um, there, I'll never forget, there were 20 and the novitiate and junior when I entered. Mm-hmm. And when I left, there were five left. Uh-huh. And uh, it was kind of a, a wow. tough time. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a tough yeah. time. So I taught um, high school at Cathedral for one semester and um, got me on the right rotation again, mm-hmm. and I could get back in the seminary. Nice. So I went back to seminary in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and I was ordained out of Kenrick Seminary in St. Louis. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, nice. It, was, it was a good experience for me. I was very blessed because they actually had me going to school working on two degrees at the same time. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I spent all of my winners— mm-hmm in um, St. Louis. And I spent all my summers at South Bend at Notre Dame because I was going to Kenrick and Notre Dame Mm -hmm. for a Master's of Divinity and a Master's, an MA in Theology. 
So I was doing both of them, and it was ideal because mm-hmm. my family has a lake house in Michigan. It's 23 miles north of the Notre Dame football <laughs> stadium. So at night, after classes, a lot of times, either the Christian brothers or some religious order mm-hmm. of brothers or priests or diocesan priests and nuns, we would head up to the lake. And my mother just loved having young priests and sisters nice. and people around. Nice. And so uh, we, I spent my summers up there and my winters in St. Louis. And I've always often said... Kendrick was not academically as strong as it probably could have been and should have been, but it was very pastoral. Mm -hmm. And I think I got good pastoral spirituality and theology from there. Um, At Notre Dame, we had pretty good academics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More intellectual. So, but it's all, it's all fine. You know, it's all good. And it helps us strain. um, It helps us get our priorities right. Because, you know, Theology can't all be in the head. It mm-hmm. can't all be in the heart. It's got to be a blend of both of those. Say, sounds like perfect mix. To keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was it was good. And um, I had some wonderful friends in both places. And um, still get together with some of them over, you know. Nice. I've been, I was ordained a night on, let me think, June the 15th. No, June the 5th, excuse me, uh-huh. of 1982. Man. So this is, I'm next, in two, three weeks, I'll be celebrating my 39th ordination of priesthood. Wow. Congratulations. So yeah, it's a little yeah. scary how time flies. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your life like in Christ now? Yeah, those 39 years. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting because you know, they're not all easy, mm-hmm. but they're all good. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling some people the other day, I had a, a lady from the parish come up to me and say, some people were talking about you the other day and they wanted to know why are you so happy all the time? <laughs> and I kind of laughed at her and I said, well, it's, it's a decision you make. Mm-hmm. You know, I can laugh at things or I can cry at things. And it's just so much healthier to laugh at things. Yeah. And so, you know, you fall, you get up and you go on and you'll make a joke of it. Or if somebody says something that hurts your feelings, you think, well, they're crazy anyway. You know, why would I want them to like me? Um, <clears throat> but I think the real key is if you find yourself traveling and journeying through your life with Christ, Mm -hmm. you can laugh. Mm -hmm. It's all a joy. And I think that's the key to a lot of life that we forget. Um, A number of years ago, I um, was the chair of the school system for the Lafayette Catholic Schools. And I was reading a book called The Holy Longing. I love the book. It's by Father Ron Rollheiser. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. And in it, he's. Uh, I'm reading this, and I had to accept somebody's resignation, um, and it was going to be kind of controversial. And I didn't want to ruin their life or hurt anybody in it. And, and so I just kind of was reading this book, open to whatever happens. And that night, and we're having a board meeting the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that night, I read in, in it, and it said, oftentimes in life, People try to solve their problems too quickly Mm. instead of journeying through it and learning from it as you can through the dark night of the soul. Mm. And I remember thinking, wow, wow. So I read it to the board. So I said, we're not going to come up with any decisions today. Okay. Because we're going to leave it in God's hands. And I think that's the key. You know, in the Mm. same book, there was a quote that I like to use. And it said, he said, I think that people meaning from years ago, um, were much healthier in their attitude towards life. He said, and here's why. Because as children and as adults, they prayed 
mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Mm -hmm. And they expected life to be difficult. And they expected life to not always be fun. Mm -hmm. So they rejoiced when it was good. And he said, instead of sitting around thinking about, oh, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And so I think that's a, a real key thing for people to realize that in life, it's not supposed to be perfect all the time. Yeah, There's going to yeah. be mistakes. You're going to have arguments with people. But life goes on and you hold on to that other part because it's all about Jesus Christ. Because mm. every day isn't going to be fun. Every day isn't going to be easy. But every day can be good if you're journeying with the right people. I and love those right it. people are the saints and, and yeah. Jesus Christ. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, no, I liked all of that. <laughs> well, I guess the next question we we're going to ask you is if you had any special gifts for evangelization, if you feel like God's giving you that. But that sounds like overwhelming I have no talents. <laughs> I have no talents, no, no abilities. I'm stupid. I just, people will say... I used to have a, a dear, you know, Father David Rasmussen. Yeah, yeah. He'd say, how the hell did you get three master's degrees? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say, I persevere. It has nothing to do with intelligence no. at all. It has it nothing done. to do with intelligence. I just don't leave. Uh, and sooner or later, they say, let's get him out of here. <laughs> well, I think you have a beautiful gift of storytelling. Oh, so I do, which I think is a great evangelization tool as well. You know what? Part of it is because I, but like this past weekend, I talked about Uncle Bud and Aunt Connie. Yeah. Um, I was blessed with a wonderful family, mm. and it's an extensive family. And um, I have an aunt who turned 100. Um, she has died now, but about three years ago, she turned 100. And 75 of us flew to Florida for four days to celebrate her 100th birthday. Nice. And it was just over-the-top fun. <laughs> and I'm very blessed, you know, to have yeah. that kind of people in my life. Yeah. So it That's makes a difference, yeah. Nice. That's a very close-knit family, too. Yeah. 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 I can't even name 75 relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You married into yeah, a family. Yeah. <laughs> I barely know them, though. <laughs> There's too many of them. <laughs> and, Father, you know, at Our Lady, we like to say that we're grateful no matter what. What are you most grateful for right now? You know what? I am, I am always grateful for my family. My brothers and sisters are phenomenal. Um, and we get along pretty darn good. We've traveled together. And um, so they're a blessing in my life. But you know what? Every place I have been, I've had blessings. Whether it was the first time, my first assignment was the cathedral in Lafayette. It was wonderful. Monsignor Potoff was 63 years old. He was a pastor. Father Jabrowski was 38 years old, and I was 26 years old. Hmm. And we got along marvelously. And we just <laughs> we would laugh every night in the spring and summer. We would take a walk and walk all the way to the courthouse in Lafayette and come all the way back yeah. to the cathedral. And I'm sure people looked at us like, what are those guys got in common? <laughs> <laughs> we had life in common. They got yeah. colors on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man, that's awesome. So there's lots of blessings. And, and I I have thoroughly enjoyed teaching first and third grade. I've done nothing other than that. <laughs> don't like that. No, you know what? The, the kids are beautiful. All children are beautiful. We have great kids. And um, I love the fact that I did this, the seven sacraments, then we did the seven corporal works of mercy, and now we're just finishing up on the seven spiritual works of mercy. Mm. And with the third graders, I take a different saint every mm. week. And we t I give them like hints about who it is, and then they start guessing who it is. Um, <clears throat> and, a, and a week or so ago, there was a little girl, and I said, she, it's a woman. 
she immigrated to this country from Italy, and all at once this little girl's hand went up. And I said, do you know? And she said, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. But it just happened. It was St. Elizabeth Ann oh, Seton. Wow. And all the kids started clapping. You know, <laughs> nobody's ever done it in two guesses. Wow. So um, it was great. That's yeah, So we have wonderful children. Oh, yeah. The school part is just a real fun aspect of yeah. Our Lady of Car. That's for sure. Well, on this podcast, we like to say staying salty. And if you're with the hip trends, staying salty is something like being sassy. We're trying to redeem it by saying, how are you the salt of the earth? How are you keeping your saltiness? How are you being a good disciple? So that's the question. How are you being a good disciple? You know, I don't think we are called to keep the salt. I think we're called to salt the world with the goodness of God. Oh, now we have to change the whole name of the show. <laughs> oh, but I like that. But I mean, you know, when you talk about salting the earth, uh, I, yeah. I think of salting the earth is a good thing for the earth. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Well, can we change our name too? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to change it to anything. Yeah. Salt the caramel. <laughs> And Father, you've talked about your family a lot, but who in your family or elsewhere has been a, a great faith influencer for you in your life? Uh, without a doubt, my mother and my father. Um, they were both very devout. My father was um, injured in World War II, mm-hmm. and um, and it, it kind of crushed his ankle. So he he never he had a lot of pain in his life. He never complained. Um, he had a number of surgeries he went through. Um, my mother was 19 years old when she married my father. Mm-hmm. Um, after five years of marriage, they'd, she'd had three miscarriages, and um, it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. you know. But they had a marvelous faith and a marvelous love for one another. <clears throat> we used to laugh because my father, if my mother walked into the room, he would sit up a little straighter. Oh. You know, he smiled a little more, you know, <laughs> and, and their love was obvious to us um, and their devotion to family. Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I did that more. (laughs) I still slouch. Keep practicing. (laughs) Keep practicing. (laughs) Well, uh, we like to end with a a call to action each week, judging by your story and what kind of led us to. And I I feel like a great call to action is to approach a a trial or perseverance with a joyful heart, Mm -hmm. Um, especially this week or if you have something next week, maybe – uh, just thank the Lord for this trial. Thank the Lord uh, for what you're going through and choose to be happy. Choose to go through it with God. Um, yeah. Father, would you like to end us with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious Lord, we give you thanks for your presence in our midst because we know you are always present for us. We ask you to watch over us this day and every day so that we will journey ever closer to you. And may Almighty God watch over, keep, and bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Yeah, thank thank you. you. You make it easy.